throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man, punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fist of cuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got your missing wave, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and weave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry, it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats. Relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Yes, Joe McGuire, Jared Jones, Rowan Jabs, Israel Adesanya is back on top, and there is a great UFC fight night coming up tonight. We're going to preview that. Jared's got a puncher's chance. We got a flurry, and we're going to talk boxing for the first time in a while because uh, there is a fight that is actually worth talking about. It's got major ramifications in the heavyweight division, so we will get into that as well. And, of course, uh, got to talk about that co-main event from last weekend. Uh, as much of as, as it was a not a big deal, it ended up being a big deal uh, when a certain somebody hung up his gloves for the final time. But we'll get into that first and foremost, though. I guess we got we to gotta talk about this. Some question, Jared. We weren't sure. At least I said it. I wasn't sure Israel Adesanya had the power to knock, knock out Alex Pereira. He did so in the second round, proving me wrong, proving the doubters wrong. But as my brother Tony texted me, it's three to one. Does that really settle the score? Uh, as in, Pereira's got a few wins over this guy still. Does this make up for it, Jared? Is this the monkey off the proverbial back? Yes. Yes. How else do you want it to go? And if I'm Izzy, I'm saying, hey, watch the first fight because I won. Watch the second fight because a standing eight count, which isn't a rule in most of these fight games, saved him when I had him. I won every round and then got stopped. Everybody gets clipped from time to time. It happened to me twice against this guy. But I've won way more of the rounds. And yeah, stopped him this time. And what kind of guru would have said he could get it done inside of three? I mean, I... When you know, you know. That's bold. Yeah. (laughs) This was, look, this was was a, a, a guy who... And, and we've seen different results on some of these uh, these recent rematches. I, again, uh, just going back a couple of weeks ago, uh, Usman Edwards kind of figured Usman the better fighter, pound Same for pound. Story, yeah. Uh, so, so this one, uh, I I've been wrong, I guess, in in calling each of these. Uh, but you know, listen. Here's the thing, and it is. I did say it, it's not like Israel Adesanya can't knock a dude out. I mean, that is definitely uh, in his repertoire. He hadn't been fighting like this, Jared. He hadn't been aggressive, and he hadn't been. This is a, a, a the way he set this thing up too. Kind of feigning that he was hurt uh, and came with the overhand right, and it was it was 
You don't even realize how devastating that first overhand right was until the second one came in and cleaned his clock. Oh yeah. Uh, and um, I'm, I was not happy about the way Izzy went after it. I thought you died. I said over and over again, you have to change the game plan, on, game plan up, you know, do something different so that you don't get clipped. And, uh, he didn't do that, and he uh, got it done inside of three. Hey, he made me right. He made it. He made me right. Nonetheless, and yeah, beautiful. That is that guy, man. Whoo, is he? Ah, <laughs> my guy. Yes, sir. Back on top. And Pereira, let's be fair. Um, pound for pound, did he really belong here in the first place, or he's here kind of riding Izzy's wave? because he beat him in kickboxing. Did he earn his way here? Legitimate Jared, listen, question. I got to say, it made for an insane storyline. Like, this is this is something that Vince McMahon would have dreamed up. Let's pull this guy out of his past. He'll come to WrestleMania. He'll beat Izzy, <laughs> take the belt, <laughs> talk some smack. And at the next pay-per-view, Izzy will come get that belt back. And all will be right again. That's sort of the script. That's the script here in combat sports. This is the real-life version of that. And if you're anybody except for, like, a hardcore fight fan, um, yeah, this is what you wanted. If I'm in the managerial, if I'm in promotion, if I'm in the fight camps, I mean, this is... This is fun. Like you said, if you'd written it out, I don't know if people would believe it. But uh, Bruno Silva and Sean Strickland, I'll give you the Sean Strickland knockout, but at your size with the way you're cutting, you could knock anybody out with a punch. And those are the only two guys on this list I care about at all. He didn't. He didn't earn his way there. Let's look no, at. No, he didn't. He three, four, didn't. five, six, seven in that division, and who did they beat? Right, but Sean would you agree, Strickland. Jared? Right, this was more a matter of. I mean, he had no business being in a ring with Strickland in the first place. But again, you look at this division, and you look at the way Adesanya had completely dominated this division including two wins over Robert Whitaker, two wins over. Marvin Vittori, uh, Gastelum, you know, guys fighting prelims now, you know, um, this division wasn't giving Israel Adesanya any kind of competition. And this guy showed up, knocked them out, um, sort of, and it made for a great storyline And it. And it, I think at least in the short term, because now Pereira says he's moving up. And he yeah, he definitely should. That's that's but he can't probably there. Well, Jared, that's what we're gonna find out because you know you have to assume, right? Alex Pereira moves up. Is Jamal Hill on his on his radar? Is somebody? No, I I know, I know, Jared. Look at me. I know. I'm saying I'm concerned. You throw this guy in a ring at two oh five. He suddenly finds himself not the bigger guy anymore. He's just, you know, the guy, just a guy. Suddenly in in the light heavyweight division, 
you gotta you gotta wonder how good the skills are. This is tough. This, this you know, because it's like, jeez, uh, Izzy couldn't move up. That's and what size I'm... is what you had on this guy, right? Like, if the narrative, okay, so I, I this is Joe, tip of the cap. Um, you're right here. The narrative of Izzy and Pereira is the only one in that weight class we really wanted to hear. It was the only interesting thing going on. And now that uh, Izzy has, let's say, set the record straight, if that's what you believe, now you have a guy that didn't earn his way there in the first place, that didn't kind of belong there in the first place, moving up a weight class to fight guys he doesn't belong with. You know what Jamal Hill will do to this guy? Like, that's not a good fight. Yeah. That's just not even a good fight. Dude, imagine this guy in the ring with Yuri Prohaska. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, nobody's arguing Antonio Tarver as the GOAT. And that's right. what we have here. That same storyline, that same narrative, but that's not the guy. It's the guy that beat the guy. Chris Weidman, greatest MMA fighter of all time, or the guy that beat Anderson Silva at the top of this game. He's just the guy that beat the guy. And that's what Pereira is. He beat the guy back in the day. He managed to lightning struck twice. And uh, he can't, man, he can't keep cutting to that weight class and he can't move up and get wins. Back to kickboxing for Pereira, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, get a few I, paydays and... Bow out gracefully. I right. What like what would Pereira do next? Who would does Pereira have to? You know, if he stayed in this division, does he does he have to fight Jared Cannonier? Does he have to go through Robert Whitaker to get back in line to Adesanya? Your guy right. It's like who? What fight makes sense? And and as you said, having not really earned his way in the first place. It would be interesting to see how far back in the line does this guy drop? How many top contenders does he have to beat to get back to Adesanya? He moves up, which is what his stated intention is. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's good enough there. And again, if Adesanya no. couldn't beat Jan Blahovich, and you're looking at, you know, again between Prohaska and Hill, it's a pretty good middleweight division, right? A uh, middleweight, uh, light heavyweight division. I just feel like. I don't know if Pereira's got the the skills to match up with anybody in the top five in that it's light heavyweight even division. Even go further down, go to fourteen. Khalil Roundtree versus Pereira, Dominic Reyes, Ryan Span, Ozdemir, I think beats him. Johnny Walker's a tough fight, but you know I don't like him. There's Anthony Smith, Alex Pereira. It's not a great fight, it's but it's fun. It'll be entertaining, and we'll find out who's better. The, the point is, there's no, no, Joe, it's not there. I don't see a guy on that list that I'm like, ooh, there's a good matchup, that winnable matchup for Pereira. Ryan Span. is that what we're going to do? You're going to fight Izzy, and then you're going to fight Ryan Span or just Dustin Jacoby? None of these names make sense. Nope. And making that way, we saw what happened. Go, I mean, even go back down. Yeah, who do you fight there? Brunson, Deladze? It's, it's ugly for this guy having lost that fight. 
Yeah, and it's, it, and it's wild because everything was on the line for both of them. You like that, that the way that narrative went, this was yep. going to be all but the end of the story for one or the other. Speaking and unfortunately, of the story. <laughs> Burns. Bam. Uh, yeah, Gilbert Burns dominated Jorge Masvidal in the co-main event at UFC 287. A co-main event that, let's be honest, and I, and I think just in the last couple of days, Georgie sort of admitted, like, I don't belong here anymore. I can't beat the top guys. I don't have it in me. And that's the reason why he retired. Good on him. But I think I think this has been evident for a while that his best days were behind him. To his credit, I mean, he goes out losing baggers to the, some of the best in the sport. Not a bad way to go out. And certainly, Jared, as a fighter, I think a good litmus test of this isn't working anymore. You got to do something different. Oh, yeah. Well, and there wasn't, I mean, it's not too far off. We've got to be honest about this. He, uh, he, he beat Cerrone. He beat Pearson. Lost to Mayan Thompson. Then beat Till, Askren, and Diaz, which we all remember the Askren knockout. Diaz fight was not as entertaining as we would have liked it to be. Got the Usman fights. Right, and then lost to Covington and Burns. I feel like this was a nice trajectory and a good way for him to walk out of the, you know, yeah, you didn't take any losses to Peter McNeely on your way out. You know, there was no <laughs> Ole right? Norris on your, <laughs> these guys are good that you lost it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, from the Cerrone fight on, it's been, it's been a mixed bag. It's been a real mixed bag, mostly on the short end. And it's nice to to be able to end it. He's sort of a positive guard. Listen, and here's the thing. It's, you know, if, if Jorge Masvidal, Jared, was content being a gatekeeper, not fighting guys in the top five, he could, I mean, he's 37 years old. He could fight another five years. That's not what he wants to do. Right, he and he's do not want gonna. That? Do we no, that? of course. Well, again, I mean, if you love Jorge Masvidal, maybe you're like, yeah, I, you know. But again, the reality is, is and he knows it that he'd have to, you know, he'd have to be the guy stopping the Sean O'Malley's of the future. You know that 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 would be his role, is they'd have to beat him. Then, and and is that what you want to see? You know, like you said, do you want to see uh Georgie get beat by a? a Peter McNeely on his way. I was like, there's no reason for that. Yeah. You know, it, it's he an interesting way. In it's an interesting way to, to see a guy burn out at the top where again, it's, it's all the biggest names in the sport mixed bag, but that's who it was. And, and uh, to me, listen, one of the great talkers of all time, a guy who I think needs to be in the broadcast booth in some way or another, to continue to contribute what he does to this sport. I think that would be great. Maybe him and Michael Bisbing doing some kind of show, I think would also be. It's what we need. I'd love Might to see what we Diaz. Watch, what we need. Diaz oh. and Masvidal doing a, come on. You know, before we start previewing. Before Even get over to Trilla, Diaz and Masvidal, huh? 
Did you see the big one? On a Jake Paul undercard? <laughs> yeah. Well, Nate Diaz and 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 Jake Paul are gonna be having a boxing match. And I like Nate Diaz as a boxer here. Uh Nate got some of the best hands in the sport. I think it'll be a real challenge for Jake Paul. It'll be a fight worth watching. I was watching a video though this morning, Jared. He said Jake Paul said he wants to fight Tyson Fury in an MMA match and an MMA match. And it's like, okay. dude, can you fight a guy in the sport he participates in and beat him in that, you idiot? You know what I mean? I don't understand that. It's like me challenging Aaron Judge to a game of soccer. Like, what are you talking about? Pick the sport he does and do it better than That's him hilarious. or shut your mouth. Right? I'm going to go with so LeBron and be like, listen, LeBron, I challenge you to bowling. What? You talk? Oh, about? you know. I was thinking once that Tiger Woods should play second base for the Red Sox because he sure can hit a ball with a stick. Right. Like, Come same on. thing, right? Stop that. Yes. Throw him at, throw him at shortstop. See what happens. Fuck <laughs> a guy who's a boxer in his boxing prime <laughs> like you're in yours in the same weight class, and let's see what happens. You're either going to win or you're going to lose. Now, listen, I've seen some boxing analysis say, look, this kid's got some talent. He's pretty decent. If he were fighting real fighters, he could start building out an actual career. This nonsense isn't convincing anyone in the boxing community. Tyson Fury doesn't want to have an MMA fight with you, idiot. Stop well, it. Well, he's not going to. Why should he? Why? Why? Why go prove that you can be in the top 50? Ranked 44th when he retired, Jake Paul was, no, no. Tyson this, that's Fury. Part, that's part of what he's doing. I'll fight Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury in an MMA match, too. Yeah, Tyson Fury like, barely wants to box at this point, let alone you want to fight him <laughs> in something different? My God. The uh, heavyweight champion of the world, and he doesn't want to box. Idiots. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I want to see Nate Diaz beat his face in, so uh, there's that. That's where I'm at. He's a smaller built person, but yeah, I'm rooting right. for Nate too. There is a uh, there is a boxing match tonight, and this thing's got major ramifications. And it's unfortunate right now that you know there are people who don't know who Joe Joyce is. Uh, Zaili Zhang uh, is is a proven heavyweight contender. Joe Joyce has to knock him out, and assuming Joe Joyce can win this fight, and he and he beat uh, Joe Parker in an eleventh round knockout in his last fight. And I got to tell you, you know this. The concern about Joe Joyce is twofold. Number one, he's thirty seven years old. Jerry started boxing at twenty two. Got in the game late. He's been great. He's he fought uh, and lost the unanimous decision to Usyk as an amateur. He was a sparring partner of Anthony Joshua and his sparring partner of Tyson Fury. This guy's been hanging around the top, never gotten a chance. There's guys he's beaten who have gotten shots at the title. And Joe Joyce is like, what is going on? He wins this fight 
by all measures, Jared, they say he can call out Usyk after this fight. He can call out Tyson Fury, or he could call out his old mate, Anthony Joshua. But this guy's fighting for a title after tonight, assuming he wins this fight. That's a big if. Uh, the guy he's fighting, again, Zhang, uh, who's from China. Things were going great for this guy. He was 24-0. Uh, he lost to uh, Hergovic, her uh, the Croatian. There was a, a, an upset victory there, or upset loss for him, I should say, and uh, has sort of set him back. And now he's in a proven fight with Joe Joyce, and again, at 37, Jared. It's a now-or-never situation. Joe Joyce has to win this fight. And again, if he wins this fight, he's he's fighting for a title in his next fight. 15-0, 14 by way of knockout. Well, and Zhang's 39. No spring chicken, but he's not the one we're looking at coming up. Two things here. Their last fight, right? Two points here. Um, Joe Parker weighed in 255. To Joe Joyce's 270. That 15 pounds, I feel like, made a difference in the ring. Um, and he beat Joe Parker, probably his best victory. This fight, he's coming in 22 pounds lighter than Zion. 278, 256, he's 22 pounds lighter. Zhang lost his last fight. Yep. Rovic, you just said that. Um the scorecards, the scorecards, 112, 115, 112, 115, 113, 114. This was a really, really, really close fight against a 14-0 undefeated fighter that he was 30 pounds bigger than. Um, and the judges had it extraordinarily close. He was a plus 550 underdog in that very, very close fight. And he is a plus 550 underdog today, but instead of 15 pounds lighter, 22 pounds heavier, I'm taking the upset pick here, Joe. Joyce loses plus 550 to Zhang. This is a big, big guy. You know, it's funny. I, I didn't make my second point before. Because my second point was this. Critics of Joe Joyce point out he took a pretty good beating against joe parker jr and let's be honest joe parker's not that good uh as far as championship content it's <laughs> not that great we we know what he and is. those He's were like, six to four so yeah. they both had really close fights and uh one guy's bigger yeah it, it it's again i joe joyce is an interesting story i i read it this week and and uh again to see this guy on like this is a big fight for these guys one of these guys you'll see fighting in a championship fight in his next bout against one of the big names in boxing assuming those two idiots still can't get it together uh and get into the ring to unify this thing so anyway big fight tonight make sure you check that one out Zhang wins uh, and then fights Wilder. Here's here's the big fight, though. Here we go. UFC fight night. Holloway versus Allen. And this Allen kid's no joke. 
Arnold Allen is undefeated in the UFC. He has yeah, been they're... on a tremendous run here, Jared, since since he got into the UFC. Everybody knows Max Holloway. Everybody knows this guy's story. He's one of the best to ever do it. Guy ran into a bit of a buzzsaw at the top of his division. Again, fighting perhaps the best in the sport in Alexander Volkanovsky. This is a, this a tough fight. And this is a guy uh, in Allen, Jared, who, much like Calvin Cater, a fight you and I enjoyed Stop. together. <laughs> Stop. No, listen, here's – I got to tell you why. I was watching the preview. I watched the weigh-in yesterday. It went really well. Allen is not a talker. Holloway is – one of the most dignified guys in the sport. By the way, Max Holloway said he's going to finish this guy in three and to knock him out. So I believe him. I'm going to put that out there right now. Allen wants to go in there, and he's a striker. Got a great left hand, Jared. He's a southpaw. He's very accurate when he hits. This guy, when he hits people, you feel it when you're watching it. It's one of those where everything is, oh, it's that clean left. Think Holly Holm on Ronda Rousey's face for as long as that thing went. That's what this guy does a lot of. Max Holloway said, a lot of guys get in the ring and they think they're going to throw hands with me. That changes pretty quick, and I couldn't help but think who he was talking about as they cut to him saying to Calvin Guitar in our favorite fight you and I watched together. I'm the best boxer in UFC, baby. As he was dodging Qatar's best punches. So I, I got to tell you, to me, this is, and I remember, you know, you remember too, the other thing about that fight, Jared, it was uh, ABC's like UFC fight of the week. It was like a national primetime audience. And I said, oh my God, this is going to be a banger, dude. Holloway, Qatar, they're going to throw like a thousand punches. They're going to set records. Little did I know the record would all be thanks to Holloway, but this is going to be a, a great fight tonight. If you if you like if you like guys standing there and throwing hands, expect that to be the bulk of what's going on there. Uh, you'll see takedowns when somebody gets stung pretty good. So you can imagine we'll see a good mix of those because people are going to be getting hit here tonight. This is a good card. Uh, but I, I like Max Holloway to end Arnold Allen's run. I think this is that exact thing I'm talking about where you want to find out how good you are. And Arnold Allen's good. Is he Max oh, yeah. Holloway good? That's you, If you're not Max Holloway good, you might as well just settle back into the pack and keep your mouth closed. You know, I really wish you hadn't brought up Calvin Qatar because people could go back and find out that I, uh, I'm i giving the same exact analysis to this fight <laughs> <laughs> that I did to that one. Um, and I will very rarely say too much dog. That's good in the fight game. Um, but there are a couple Justin Gages out there. They're just a little too much dog. And... Um, that was my analysis for the Holloway fight is when they stand there and trade, Cater's going to be a little bit better. And uh, Holloway's not going to stop trading. And I was wrong about him being better. I was not wrong about the dog. Yep. 
Um, but I've got the exact same analysis here. Allen for the upset. He's been in coin toss fights pretty much since he got here. He's won all of them pretty convincingly. Um, he's improved since that loss. He's never been stopped. Yada, da, yada, da, yada, yada. This could be one of those changing of the guards type fights where you see Holloway really get beat up. I think it's closer than that, but I really feel like if somebody gets beat down here, it's likely Holloway. Interesting. That's an interesting take. It is. It is. You know, here's the thing, and, and you, I always ask myself, and, and I was thinking about this when it comes to this fight. Max Holloway uh, obviously has been at this for a long time, 30 professional fights. You don't know, obviously, when that moment is going to be in your career when you're just suddenly not as fast. We just saw it happen with Jorge Masvidal. This guy's lost three fights. Alexander Volkanovsky the terrible trilogy <laughs> terrible trilogy Dustin Poirier another name on his list Conor McGregor another earlier loss to Dustin Poirier so he's if you're going to be Max Holloway you got to be really good and Arnold Allen is really good mm. Can he yes, stand sir. there and exchange blows with Max Holloway? I mean, I think ultimately that's that's what this boils down to. You like it. You think he's you think he's gonna be all right in, in that spot. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm picking Allen here. There are a couple coin toss type fights that I really, really like, and this is one of them. This is one of them. Arnold Allen, he's been on a tear. All right. When does Holloway start his decline? It's the question, you know. That's a great that's eventually. Hey, that's a great question. 31 years old. Again, a lot of fights, 30 career fights. This guy's be been banging with the us. best. Uh yeah, um again, what's Max Holloway working towards at this point? Another a a fourth fight against a guy who is a little bit better than him is, is, is better than him enough that again, you're talking about maybe the best guy in the sport. Yeah. And so if you're Max Holloway, I mean, and, and this is like, you're, you're fighting in Arnold Allen, like to, to keep your name at the top of this division. What happens when you get back up there? I guess that's my concern here. I love Max Holloway. I do. But he's in kind of a tough spot here. I mean, he's what happens if he loses this fight? Where does where does that leave Max Holloway going forward? Can't move up. He may Masvidal after this one, brother. I don't know, There's man. Nowhere he's, to go. It's a I, young age, but I'm too, telling you, he's got you, a lot of miles on him and can't beat that guy. That's there. So such a tough spot this. to be in. By the way, co-main event's going to be also a pretty cool one. Edson Barboza, uh, who used to be one of the best in the featherweight division, takes on Billy Q, <laughs> Billy Quantrantilo, who's 17-4. This is like the this is his make-or-break fight here. 
Uh, he, you know, Edson, gatekeeper, Barboza. That's where he's at now. So Billy Q needs a big win. Uh, you mentioned Justin Jacoby earlier. Uh, I think there's a reason you mentioned that. So I'll gloss over that fight quick. A couple other great fights um, in, in on this card. Tanner Bozer, light heavyweight, and Ian Kutabala. Always, always, you, you know you're going to get a banger of a fight out of those two. And uh, Bantamweight Pedro Munoz takes on Chris Gutierrez, another great fight. And and they're going to get this card, the main card started tonight, Jared, in fine fashion. A Clay Guida appearance, ladies and gentlemen. Clay Guida takes on Rafa Garcia to get the night started. This this card, I like when they, do, you know, Jared, I, I like when they theme these things out. Like they, they theme out bangers and they theme out wrestling nights. You know, you know, the night there's going to be a lot of up against the cage stuff. There's going to be a lot of action in the center of the ring tonight. There's going to be a lot of hands thrown. Whoever's, I'll tell you right now, tonight's ticket per punch, you are getting your money's worth. <laughs> You're going to see so many punches tonight. I would assume a good deal of knockouts. This is a great card. Very true. Why don't we talk about um, how the people can make some money? We'll we'll uh, talk about your puncher's chance. Just a couple upsets here. Denzel Bentley, Karen Smith. Um, taking Smith because of the plus 600, not necessarily because I'm I'm uh, definite he's going to win. I think that just like the Zhang and Joyce fight, I think it's more of a coin toss. Those numbers should be closer. Plus 600 and plus 550 is outrageous. Take both of those guys, snack up on, stack them on top of each other. I round robin those two with Arnold Allen and Merzakhanov as Matt Merzakhanov to beat Dustin Jacoby. So all plus money, huge if any of this happens. I only need two out of four to break even. Let's get paid. There you have it. I'll give you a minute. You want to screenshot it? Do it. All right. There it is. Great card tonight. Again, big boxing match for the boxing <laughs> fans. It's nice to see a, a relevant fight. There are some good ones coming up over the next couple of weeks. Can't wait to uh, preview some of those. Finally got some some big-name action in boxing. They just haven't really been making the fights, Jared. It's been a little disappointing, but uh, we're about to get some some action. Just as the UFC goes through a a great deal of uncertainty in in its biggest divisions. Boxing is starting to put on some good fights, so we'll see what happens. Make sure you check us out on Facebook and YouTube at clovercrestmedia.com backslash throwing jabs. I'm Joe McGuire. That'll do it for me. I'll bow out. Jared, time for the flurry. Do your Whatever you say, I am. Over at Scrub Scraps, I've been thinking a lot about how we look at each other and what makes me me. Some of it has to do with the outside in. And I found myself comparing um, two younger people I know, one of them in, in the system, fresh out of jail, and one of them suicidal. So what do a parolee and a suicidal teenager have in common? Um, 
Well, the suicidal teenager has everybody concerned about them, that something's about to happen every time they move, every time they pick up the wrong thing, everybody's kind of concerned that this thing doesn't happen. They're kind of hyper-focused on that ultimate failure. Now back to the parolee who has piss tests and hair follicle tests and meetings with probation and meetings with parole and a whole list of things not to do. And where are the things that they hand you for school, for employment, for, I can tell you personally, they don't exist. They are hyper-focused on your failure. How can you be expected to succeed when everyone you interact with, when all of the people closest to you are hyper-focused on your failure back to the suicidal teenager? How can you be expected to be successful when everyone around you is hyper-focused on your failure? What we need to do for the suicidal teenager and for the parolee is focus on the successes, focus, prioritize the things they can be doing to rebuild their life and their semblance of self and their and their worth and value that they they feel much of that comes from the world around them and the world around them is going, don't fail instead of succeed. If we hyper-focus on their success and what they are supposed to do next instead of their failure and what we hope they don't do next, as much as it hurts when they do those things, if we hyper-focus on those things, we help make them that. Key in on what you want to be different. Dostoevsky once said, the greatest way to make a man is to believe him so, believe that this is a successful individual that is never going back to prison, that this is a successful individual that is never going to harm themselves again. Believe in the beauty of the individual instead of hyper-focusing on the ultimate failures. Thank you. Throwing jabs, always full sand. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs